0: It's time for Rescuers. The show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rescuers Radio Show at Faith Talk 1360 and FaithTalk1360.com. And my guest today is very special because of what he who he is and what he does and he's just a great guy and a good friend steve yamamori hi steve good morning art how are you good to see you yeah it's good to see you and it's been a while in this age of covid right 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 it's so- great to
1: be inside <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah we're uh, who knows when this thing ends but um but here we are the radio show has been very uh, productive and and steady uh as it airs every thursday at 5:30 p.m. and um I'd like to start off the show with with my guess on on it's it's a how did you get here story. So uh what's your backstory? How did you get to this point in your life?
1: Yeah, sure. No and <laughs> and thank you for what you guys do here at the show. It's it's amazing and and, yeah. uh, and it's a privilege to be here. Thank um you. so just to, yeah, a little bit of background about myself. Um so I was born into a uh family of uh public servants. Uh, my father uh was from Japan and uh Uh, Right after World War II, a Air Force chaplain um, uh, brought him to Christ, uh, as well as sponsored him to come out to America and uh, uh, go to college. and uh, And it it was it was rough, you know, because he had trouble with the language. Uh, But eventually, he um, pursued his uh, uh, passion. Uh, and went to divinity school at Texas Christian University, nice. and, uh, and was um, uh, started working here in Arizona uh, with Food for the Hungry uh, International, and uh, has just been large nonprofit, <laughs> absolutely, and just has been all over the world, yeah. um, you know, doing relief and development. But it was because of that connection with the Air Force chaplain that really changed his life. And so, um, military and uh, and and support of the military has always been huge in our family. Uh, and so uh, I had been in marketing and advertising for about ten to fifteen years, but the opportunity to go out to Luke Air Force Base and uh, take on the uh, the job of uh, Fighter Country Partnership, uh, which is a nonprofit that supports Luke Air Force Base, uh, came about, and I I really uh, took it on, and it was just a great uh, opportunity for our family to give back to the military that has blessed us wow. uh, with the support of my father, uh, and uh, and he absolutely. Uh, was fantastic so he said you know i want you to come up with a three to five year plan and uh you know we met at a restaurant and uh, uh he looked it over and he was like oh okay pulled out his pocket his own three to five year plan and i tell you it it was wonderful and i've been wow. using it ever since uh so after after a great stay at uh, uh fighter country partnership at luke air force base we were able to uh you know work together and And really support some folks um, and families that were lost during uh, Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, And also we lobbied on behalf of Luke for the F-35 mission. Uh, So we were able to be successful in that. And so uh, after that uh, came about, you know, um, just I I went to corporate America and went to APS and worked there. But just uh, never forgot about my love and passion for uh, helping the military uh, and transitioning um, veterans. Uh, and so the opportunity came to uh, go to Maricopa Community Colleges, where we set up the military and um, uh, veteran success program there. Yeah. Uh, had a lot of help with a lot of different partners, um, but uh, that's up and running and very successful. Uh, and it came time that my wife and I said, you know what, um, we see that there is just so much holistic support that is needed for transitioning military veterans and spouses, as well as, as the, you know, the underserved population. Yeah. That uh, about two years ago, my wife and I started uh, the Reveille Foundation, uh, which offers holistic support um, for underserved populations, uh, because, you know, especially in the...
0: And when you say that, you're, you're talking about out- military and outside of military. Correct.
1: Okay. Correct. So we, we support any underserved population, yeah, um, nice. but we have a focus on transitioning military veterans, spouses, formerly incarcerated, as well as uh, Native Americans. And, uh, you know, um, one of the things that we have known, at least in the veteran space, is that there's 60,000 organizations countrywide that support veterans and military, but the awareness of those resources is very low uh, for those who are coming out um, and the veterans that are out there, and navigating that space can be very difficult. So we have success coaches um, that are case managers that really find holistically um, about each individual, understand what barriers they might have, where they are financially, legally, um, spiritually, mm-hmm. uh, as well as, um, you know, all of the other areas in their life. And together we sit down and we put together a plan and then bring all of our great resources from the community together to help them each step of the way until they find what they consider to be success. Yeah. So that's sort of what we're, we're all about. And, uh, and you know, again, it's just it's great to kind of be here and <laughs> and, uh, and and express that uh, with you.
0: I'm an Air Force vet,
1: right? <laughs>
0: so the word Air Force when you started uh, got my attention. <laughs> so uh, I only I did one term uh, during Nam, and uh, and I, I was around the real air, airplanes, the B-52s.
1: I see. Right, <laughs> right, right. Well, I tell you, uh, at Luke, they would argue with that yeah, because they I have know. the, uh, the, the big fighter debate. planes and they, uh, I, I think well, they... Well, we're faster, so, right. yeah. Well, they said there's two kinds of planes in the world. There are uh, fighter jets and There are targets.
0: i love it so well and and b52 is still around it's right uh, you know since the 59 i think the first one rolled out it's amazing it's just amazing so anyway uh if you want to blow something up that's how you do that uh um, anyway um so reveille is a perfect name for this right what a better name
1: yeah well i give all credit to my wife wake up let's go she she you know took a uh an interest in, in naming the nonprofit, you know, like we we come from a marketing background, but yeah. she found out that uh, not only do they uh, do the wake up call in the morning, right, Reveille, yep. uh on military installations, yes. but it's also been uh, it's also being done on prisons, and so our support for both military and I did formerly incarcerated yeah. is a great is a great uh, is a great two two stepper.
0: I saw that on your website, and and I'd like to to dive in now into all the areas, all the programs that you have. And, and let's, let's, uh, uh, let's go. I mean, uh, let's, let's just start there. And I I saw, I saw something about prison. I didn't have time to read the whole thing, Mm -hmm. but I did not know about the Reveille call.
1: Yeah. 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 So, uh, so yeah, no, I appreciate it. Um, there are, you know, there are such, um, difficulties in the underserved, um, community. Yeah. Uh, with navigating um, the different resources that are out there.
0: Let me ask a question before we go any further. So you you just launched this when?
1: About two years ago.
0: And you were picking up momentum in 19 and then COVID. Right. So along the way of this conversation, let's think about how COVID has affected your nonprofit.
1: Sure. Okay. Sure. Well, yeah. So, uh, so you know, getting started that Holistic case management is really the the crux of our organization, yeah. and we've got some wonderful um, success coaches, both that are um, veterans, um, but also veterans in the business space, mm. um, because it takes a good combination of folks to be able to help uh, not only that can relate to a veteran and their and their walk and their path um, yes. transitioning from yes. the military. Uh, and you know, as a veteran yourself, I'm sure you can have you have a, a transition story yourself about you know some of the difficulties. Um, yeah. And the longer people are are in the military, uh, the more kind of help that they need to make that transition. Because not only do you lose uh, your identity, mm-hmm. you know, you, and in some cases, a transitioning military member can lose their housing and their job within 30 days. Uh, and you know they've been told where to go what to do every step of the way since they raised their right hand uh and you know between 4 and 40 years uh they come out and suddenly they're uh supposed to be able to be a self-starter or navigate a community in which they feel uh very separated from yeah. and and it can be very difficult and so um but because there's so many resources out there uh, there is there's very little reason why somebody should struggle and 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 not be able to make that transition. You know, we deal with veterans all the time who are saying, you know, um, I I don't know why I need to write a resume because when I'm wearing my uniform and I sit down in the military, you know exactly what my (laughs) resume is because it's on my chest, right? So all of my skills and accomplishments are located on my uniform. And I thought that that was very profound because, uh, you know, they take that uniform off. They lose their sort of self-identity. They lose being part of a team. Uh, And it's our responsibility as community members to have them join our team and help them make that transition and and show them how to navigate the resources that they have earned through their service. Uh, And like I said, there are plenty of resources out there, uh, and it's just a matter of connecting them. Uh, And so we feel very um, uh, proud and honored to do that work. Um, and you were mentioning COVID. Yes. So, you know, we, we started getting <laughs> momentum and and uh, Hello. All of a we've got a, a pandemic on our hands. Um, but one of the great things is that um, through different community partners, uh, we were able to get um, some um, laptop computers, about 55 of those. Uh, Laptops for Learning has been a wonderful partner of ours. Yeah. Uh, and for a very um, small rate, we were able to get recycled Uh, Microsoft uh, certified laptops. Nice. And so we are lending those laptops out uh, to our folks who need um, that technology to be able to get in at home and uh, do their resumes, um, find jobs, do job searches. uh, And, you know, thank goodness with Zoom and other technology, we can sit there and we can do those virtual um, uh, assessments uh, with our uh, uh, individuals that we're serving. Um, and we can do it anywhere. Yep. So uh, but nothing nothing takes the place <laughs> of just sitting down one on one and being able to work with somebody and just truly being able to develop that relationship like we are here yeah. now, you know, and it makes such a difference.
0: Well, whether they're veterans or underserved uh, parts of the community having I, I would think that one of the challenges on your side is helping them identify what their strengths and their weaknesses. Right. Right. W- what uh, What tasks are they really good at, and and where are they
1: lacking? And you have coaches
0: for that, right?
1: We do. We do. And in fact, we partner with um, Arizona State University um, with their social uh, workers, uh, and uh, we have a professor Sarah who uh, is working with us to um, to come from a strengths based um, uh, case management and social working style uh, instead of sort of the clinical um, case management style that focuses on your barriers and what's wrong, you know, what's your problem. And, mm-hmm. and you know, from a strengths based perspective, we do exactly what you're talking about. Art. We, we say, now tell me about a time when you were really successful and um, what would people say uh, that are the best attributes for you? And um, what we're trying to do is build up that um, – Uh, awareness, self-awareness of those strengths that they're bringing to the table so that they can lean on those strengths when they run into barriers or obstacles. And what we try to tell them is like, hey, now remember, you know, you're a communicator. You know, Um, people say that you're um, outward uh, and you're a a great people person. You've got wonderful sales ability. Mm -hmm. Now sell yourself, you know, and and, uh, go out and get that job. And, and, you know, you are your own brand. And that's
0: a wide open... Right opportunity, and,
1: absolutely, yeah. and, and those are sort of those transferable skills mm-hmm. that we really try to um, encourage, uh, no matter where they're trying to get to in life. And so, if it's uh, work, if it's training, there's there's wonderful WIOA uh, training um, dollars out there that have a veterans um, priority of service, mm-hmm. and so um, uh, there you can go in and you can recareer yourself. Uh, and there's between four and $6,000 that are available to veterans and spouses to be able to help them train and get to the next point in their life. Nice. Um, that is absolutely free to the person. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's just one example of all of the different. Um, there's wonderful VA benefits that are out there. Um, access, you know, for folks. Um, what we try to do, Art, is we say, you know, we try to help folks um, who – are transitioning out of the military to make them have a smooth transition, but we also are there to help um, veterans um, who may not have had that resource. And uh, you know, um, just making that transition is hard, but if you um, put on top of that divorce, uh, the the stresses of, of that transition, um, any kind of uh, mental or, or physical disability that they might have, uh, PTSD, MST, mm-hmm. it starts to really pile on and they might uh have not had that benefit, um, and they've uh, unfortunately hit hard times yeah. um, and being homeless, you know the veteran population uh, that are homeless is about it's twice. Large. yeah, it's twice that yeah. of, of the regular population, so yeah. um, you know just these things that we can identify uh, we're putting our efforts towards in um outreach and being able to to work with different partners to help that.
0: So once once you've discovered and help them discover their uh oh, I can do that. Really? You you help them w- in that next walk, that next chapter and um and then um uh, how does that work for uh the population of the underserved, not just military, mm-hmm. but it it's the same process, right? Correct. And, and um, so you, you, you're you doing great work because once they say, oh, man, I am really good at doing that, and now I have the freedom to do that, where in the military or whatever that last walk was, you don't have that freedom, right? Correct. Now you're telling me I, I can walk out the door with these skills knowing that I can do this, do my resume, go through an interview process— And I can actually work out there where I want to be. Correct. In this new world that they have, right? Correct. That's got to be really, really exciting.
1: I think it's exciting, but I think at the same time it's a little nerve-wracking. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because it's a new experience. Right. And so, um, but yes, to be able to... Well,
0: well, they're not all going to wake up and say, like, Reveille, all of them, all the... Uh, uh, at the same time, and say, "Oh gosh, I got it. I'm out there." Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: Right. <laughs> well, and and I got to tell you, you know, um, it's it, for most uh, veterans who are transitioning out of the military, they're they're great. They've you know, uh, they they go on to awesome careers and they yeah. do fantastic. So, you know, I I don't want to have it think that every veteran is struggling when they make their transition. Right. But what I what I can say is that most veterans really could use uh, a mentor or a, an advocate. Everybody needs somebody that can kind of take them under their wing and help them make that transition. Uh, and as you were saying, not just veterans but but everybody yeah. uh, who um, might need just a little bit of a hand up uh, um, to get uh, to where they need needs a mentor or a friend
0: well and, and COVID 19 has exposed a whole nother population that needs help, right L- lose, whether, whether it's job loss. The company I worked for just went out of business. Uh, Native Americans got hit extremely hard. Matter of fact, the Navajo Reservation uh is the largest in the United States and has the worst uh spikes that they've had with COVID and the wrestling with, with how to get uh PPE, how do how do I get all the material that I need. And right. a lot of people came together to help that happen for them.
1: Correct, correct. Yeah, um, there are organizations out there that are doing incredible work, um, you know, and, uh, and and we're tagging on um, with that effort. In fact, uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, um, the Navajo Reservation is the largest uh, reservation in the country, uh, and they have 15,000-plus veterans that are on the nation. Yes. And um, working with uh, the Navajo Nation Veterans Administration as well as the um, uh, Dené nasba uh, partnership. Uh, we are sending out um, clothing, blankets, winter um, stuff, uh, as well as um, non-perishable food. Uh, we're sending a truckload out next week wow. to go out to the Navajo Nation and be able to help about 150 uh, women veteran and their families um, uh, with that effort. Um, you know, We're working with Phoenix Truck Driving. Uh, Veterans 5 to 9, uh, uh, Better Business Bureau, like all all these wonderful community partners. Nice. And we're going to do another um, uh, truckload of resources to go out to some of the harder-to-reach places uh, out on the reservation uh, well, in December.
0: One thing we've learned uh, it, that uh, those of us being far removed from the reservation – there's a popul- large population without electricity, without running water. Correct, and and so I, I'm gl- I'm glad to hear you say you go to the farthest reaches, right? Correct, of that population.
1: We do, and 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 again, um, it is something that we really started to focus on yeah. in um, uh, during COVID, yeah. and once they had, because you're right. I mean, they've they've been so adversely affected, um, you know, more than more than the regular population uh because um they are uh, n- they don 't have access to running clean running water they don 't have access to u- uh utilities um their houses are not weatherized in some cases mm. um, and and so just that spread of um you know being able to get have access to p p e yeah. sanitized you know um resources it's just it 's very low and they get hit. Extremely hard, and unfortunately, it's the the older population that gets hit the hardest. Yeah. So it's it's something that we've um, had the pleasure of trying to to work with other community partners.
0: Well, I'm dating myself when I say this, but when I came out of the military, uh, the the GI Bill had just been established. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm really glad of that because uh, without that, I couldn't have gone to broadcast school and gotten into the business. But but um, but it's come so far from that time. That was 1971. Right. And and this vision that you have wasn't even on the table anywhere. Sure. We were just glad to have some somebody help pay for education. Right. That was it. Right.
1: Right. (laughs) And, and, you know, the the bases do a very good job um, with their TAP program, the transition assistance program, because um, by law, they're required to spend at least five days um, going through classes and transition oh. and they have a lot of speakers that nice. are there, yeah uh, and the information is very good yeah. uh, however, the issue becomes that once they leave you know while they 're going through that transition, they still have a, their active duty job that they 've got to take care of they've got their family, you know um, uh, many people are are just sort of checking the box uh to get out of the military yeah. uh, and once they do leave the military. They can't get eighty percent of them can't get back on base because they're not a retiree, right? And so they don't have access to go back to the Family Readiness Center at Luke right. uh, and get the wonderful resources that are there. And so we are trying to offer that as a stepping stool of, hey, great, you got some great information at the military base. Let's keep that information and continue on uh, and bring in the community resources uh, together because it's it's important. Because um, we would love to have every military member stay in our community, raise great families. Um, they bring so much to the table as far as uh, interacting with the community. And, you know, research says that up to 50 percent of our veterans feel disconnected uh, mm. to the communities yeah. that they're in. And so That's uh, sad. if if we can bring those community uh, resources together and just let them know, uh, give them a big hug when they get out <laughs> of the military, right? they'll, stay, they'll stay with us.
0: Yeah. Well, time flies when we're having fun. We're inside four minutes <laughs> oh of the program. <laughs> but uh but we just um uh this is such a, a great topic and the great work that you are doing and uh and and I'm glad it doesn't sound like COVID slowed you down that much, right? Where you couldn't continue on and do business the way you wanted to. Number one, because of the corporate help and sponsorships that you have. Probably, probably that's probably what's kept you going, right?
1: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh and and uh on that note, it's uh you know, Arizona at work um has great resources. Um the VA has great resources, um access insurance uh, for the state offers great amenities. Um and uh you know that's for probably more of the lower to middle income um uh veterans, um, but any individual. Uh and so Yes, we are. We are dealing with COVID, um, but it's not <laughs> stopping us from being able to work with folks uh, who need our, our support.
0: Yeah. So um, I, there's a pretty large insurance company, n- not to name names, that up until the last number of years didn't have insurance for veterans just coming out. You had to be a career off a uh, career vet or a an officer. And then they those the doors went open after that that any veteran can have access to home insurance or auto insurance whatever it is, it, and uh, so there's continuing uh, to have uh, great revolutions in that area. Sure, a, a reveille, if you would say. That's right. That's
1: right. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Well done. So yeah, and and absolutely, and and uh, I would I would suggest you know again. Even when it comes to your GI Bill and benefits, um, you may discover that you've got some benefits left. Yeah. Uh, You know, with the new uh, forever GI Bill, uh, uh, potentially you have some uh, more benefits that you can tap into. Yeah. Uh, Like I said, there are so many um, uh, organizations that love to help support veterans. Uh, It's just sometimes they can't find them. So we're here to make that uh, transition happen.
0: I have a final question for you. Okay. What, what, uh, you know, COVID is going to be full of stories, a lot of stories being written. What What do you think your story is going to be after COVID?
1: So I think it's going to change the name, uh, change the game in, in how we support our underserved populations. Yeah. Um, people are going to do more virtual work, um, but it's that important one-on-one connection that I think really, truly makes a difference.
0: Awesome. Steve, it's been a great uh, joy to catch up with you, my friend. Thank you for information on Reveille Foundation. Rescuers Radio is on Faith Talk 1360 and faithtalk1360.com. We're also on Spotify, in uh, podcast, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Just look up Rescuers Radio Show.